0: educated by your spirit on what it means to be born by you what it means to be born of your spirit we are here to ascend the mountains of education we are here to ascend the mountains of illumination we are here to take our seats in the congregation of the gods we are here this morning oh God to hear the great words of the ancient one the words that ignite fire in our insides the words that give us power, the words that cause us to glow from within. We are here, oh God, to listen to you, for our spirits to be expanded and our thoughts, oh God, to be illuminated. We are here to understand who it is that we are in you. We are here, oh God, to be moved by your hand, moved by your spirit. We are here to be thrusted into the depths of your being. We are here to make another journey, another journey into eternal truth, another journey into eternal revelation, another journey into eternal power. We are here to be transformed, oh God, into the people that you have made us to be and separated us to be. We are here for the dross to be removed from us, that the gold may be revealed. We are here, O oh God, for another season. We are here for the time of the open doors. We are here for the time of the splitting in the spirit realm. We are here to become, O oh God, the very gates that we possess. Kiranama shudebai. Segalumande Brehigos Kabalae, Shambore kedelemintos kevelinda Brahadekai, Shambra de Meledombre ikhez ofeledi. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Karanamendabrahojish Kabala. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And we know that El Roy is in the midst of us. The God who sees us. We give you praise, great and mighty God. And we thank you, El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God. The God Almighty. We thank you for your presence here. We thank you for your counsel here. The God Almighty. We thank you, Father, because even as you spoke to Abraham and you said to him when he was 99 years old, and you said, I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee you countless descendants. Father, I thank you because El Shaddai makes a covenant with us this morning, the God Almighty. You were the one that introduced yourself to Abraham as El Shaddai. It wasn't a man that gave you this name. It was you that said to him I am God who has all the power that can ever exist so we welcome you El Shaddai into our midst we welcome your glory we welcome your ability we welcome your capacity into this place this morning in the name of our Lord Jesus and we thank you for your presence here El Olam we thank you father because you are the God who has no beginning and has no end We thank you because even as you appeared in Genesis 21 verse 32 to 33, and after making the covenant in Beersheba, Abimelech left for Pichor and the commander of his army, and they returned home to the land of the Philistines. And then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree at Beersheba, and there he worshipped the Lord, the eternal God. He worshipped Elolam. Father, we thank you because there is an altar that is being raised up in this place. As we get up to pray every day, it is an altar that has the name El Olam on it. The eternal God, the eternal God, the everlasting God. Because you are everlasting, the covenants you make with us in this place are everlasting. Because you are everlasting, the guarantees you give us in this place are everlasting. The promises you make here are everlasting. And so Lord, we thank you El Olam for your presence here. We thank you. Thank you for your presence here in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Yahweh Jireh. We thank you for your presence in this place, even as you did in Genesis 2 verse 13, where you caused a ram to be held in the thicket of the bush, that Abraham did not need to offer up Isaac, but the ram was made available as a substitute offering. We thank you for Yahweh Jireh. We thank you for the God that provides, the God that provides a substitute for us. We thank you for the substitution of the blood. We thank you for Father, for the voice of the blood that is here we thank you for Jesus that was giving us a substitute offering oh God for all our mistakes for all our sins and so we bless you Yahweh Jireh for the substitution oh God that you have made in our master Jesus Christ we thank you Adonai for your presence we thank you because you are God who is Lord and Master Even as the psalmist began to say in Psalm 16 verse 2, I said to the Lord, you are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. I said to the Lord, you are my master.
1: We can't hear you. There's no sound.
0: No sound, no sound. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus because we know, O oh God, that you are Yahweh Rafa. You said, if you keep my word, and all the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, I, the Lord, I will heal you because I am your God. So, Father, we ask this morning that as we listen to your word, oh God, that you will give us the capacity, Father, to be able to hear and to do that which you command us so that your healing streams may flow towards us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, El Elkanah. We thank you, El Elkanah, because it means you are God, the consuming Jesus. fire. You are and God. God. It's a consuming fire. Fire. We will, we will not, not worship, worship, worship any other gods. For the Lord, whose who's very, very name is jealous, is it's a God, God who is jealous absolutely. about His relationship it's with us. This is what, what it says in Exodus thirty-four, 34 verse fifteen: You are, O oh God. Uh, Elkanah the God who is jealous the God who is a consuming fire and so Lord we receive your fire oh God over us this morning we receive your fire over us this morning in the name of Jesus thank you Shalom thank you Shalom for your peace nothing missing nothing broken in our lives we thank you Kadosh Israel we thank you because you are the Holy One of Israel and you are in the midst of us this morning. We bless you, Yahweh Suri, because you are God, our rock. You are the Lord, my rock, my fortress, my savior, my God, who is my rock in whom we find protection. You are our shield, the power that saves us and the, our place of safety. You are our Yahweh Sri. We thank you because you are Yahweh Roy, which means you are the Lord our shepherd. You are here in the midst of us. We bless you El Elyon, O God, because you are the God most high and you are here in the midst of us. We thank you Yahweh Shammah, because you are God, O Lord, who is the Lord that is there? You are the Lord that is here. You are Yahweh Shammah in the midst of this access call. You are Yahweh Shama in the midst of this prayer meeting. You are Yahweh Shama in the midst of our children. You are Yahweh Shama in the midst of our ministries. Thank you, O God, our Lord. We thank you because you are Mihuel Israel. But you are not just Michoia Israel, you are also Michoia our lives. You are my hope, which means God, my hope, God, the hope of Israel. But you are God, the hope of Isi. You are God, the hope of my life. You are God, the hope of my calling. You are God, the hope of my salvation. You are God, the hope of my children. You are, oh God, Michoia Israel thank you oh god because you are megan oh lord you are megan which means the lord is my shield and my protector you are megan in the midst of us oh god you are here to shield us you are here to protect us in that is karaba son the you are mehda oz which means god our tower our strong tower and our strong uh, stronghold Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. in the isekira We thank you because you are atikio mean, oh God. You are the ancient of days, and you are here in the midst of us. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, atikio mean, for your presence in our lives. Thank you, Maraka sikre Indos. The ancient of days that judges all things. Maruske le And finally, this morning, we worship you, Basilios Basileon, who is the king of all kings. Basilios Basileon, who is the king of kings. We thank you, O King of Kings, for your presence here. We thank you, O King of Kings for your rulership here. We thank you because we are a congregation of kings, but we understand that there is a king that is higher than us. We understand that there is a master that is greater than us. We thank you because you are the one that we get royalty from. We thank you because you are the one that teaches us the way of royalty and the path of royalty. So thank you, Basileon, for teaching us today what it means to be ordained and anointed, what it means to be Separated unto your royal priesthood, what it means, oh God, to be separated and ordained for leadership and rulership. It is from you that we learn, oh God, what spheres and dominions look like. It is from you that we learn how to bring good justice and good judgment. Thank you, Basilios Basileon, oh God, because you are here with wisdom and understanding and you crown us this morning, oh God, with fresh revelation on how, oh God, to execute our ordination. In the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you, great and mighty King. Thank you, great ruler of the universe and all the spheres that exist. Thank you for your mentorship. Thank you for your tutelage, oh God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in the heart of the Father. Thank you for leading us in the way of the Father. We are grateful, great and mighty King. Korema Shandevalakai, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Revelation 19, verse 16. Jesus is given the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Basilios Basilion. Thank you because you are here in the midst of us. Thank you because you are here in the midst of us. We are grateful, God. We are
1: grateful, eternal King. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I welcome you to this morning.
0: I welcome you to this journey we have been making. I welcome you to another time of prayer, another time of intercession, another season of waiting on the Lord God Almighty. I welcome you to another time of revelation and the receiving of good gifts from the Lord. I welcome you this morning and I know that our Lord and our God who preordained from the foundations of the world that this season should come upon us. I praise him because I know he has already given us bread for the day and we receive the bread with thanksgiving, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank oh. you, Anjista. Yama. Yama Rupa. <laughs> Where are you from, Angista? I hope I pronounced
1: it right. Where are you from? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay.
0: So, um yesterday evening we took a little detour remember we're talking about um is the sound
1: good everybody am i good with sound well good great all right
0: okay so, yes um yesterday we continued on the eight um spiritual components that make up an effective gate system and when we came in the evening, any session you miss, please go back and listen to it. But my counsel to you is to not miss any session. Because every time we come together, um, we, we just never know where the Lord will go. You know, so and it is always good to be in the room um, because the Holy Ghost came, the fire came. Um, but it was only those who were in the room that caught it. You know, so um there's sometimes you, you want to be in the room for certain things um that are happening so don't say oh i'll go back and watch i'll go back and listen try your best do everything in your power to be in the room so we're talking about the eight spiritual components that make up an effective gate system and we made a little detour yesterday because i felt the need to do um uh, and, and to to give more information on what gates are and doors are and you know we had a great time just sitting on the word sha you know um, which is the Hebrew word for gate which also means gatekeeper which also means to think and I and I began to teach about the head and I began to teach about the power of imagination and why it is important for you to be able um, to see in the spirit realm and how your imagination determines your jurisdiction and the domains that you can cover and take you know um part of the things I want to tell you guys is in next week, actually, starting from Thursday next week, I believe, Rabbi Alan Noah, who is um, one of my spiritual mentors and tutors, um, who I have been studying with since two thousand and one, eh, 2021, actually, um, he is going to be in Nigeria. Yeah, great stuff. He's coming to Nigeria and he will be with us in Nigeria for a period of about a week and then he will go be with our team in Ghana for a couple of days so I want to invite you um to Rabbi Allen's um, sessions um the thing is we're keeping it small so he's having several sessions over the period of time that he's here and um each session to take maximum of 30 people just 25 people because we're using our space our training room in um the influence hub um so I'm inviting you so for those who are not able to make it to the room, you would have to join via Zoom. So I don't know if Pastor Linda is here now. Here is what's happening on uh, on Thursday. He's going to join me in. Yeah, you wish. No, I will, we'll come to you in America. You know. <laughs> so um on Thursday, he's um, going to join me in ending this meeting. So when we end on Thursday, um he's going to join. He's going to pray over us and. Who knows you may just teach something to end our season of gates now the reason why i'm excited for everyone is because my teaching and understanding of the word word of god greatly shifted when i began to study with rabbi allen um because there are some things that i i, I would skip over and i will miss from scriptures Because of cultural context. Um, So, things like what I taught you yesterday when I said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth in the head of God. So, he taught me that. And, you know, it was at the point where we're studying Genesis. And I was saying, you know, the timelines don't add up. You know, it feels like God was thinking about some things before God was, you know. And then I remember we're having this conversation with Rabbi, um, actually, Rabbi Chintok, with Pastor Chintok. Prophet Adam, all of us with Rabbi Allen in Ghana, and he said, oh yeah, you know, it doesn't add up because it was in the head of God, he first created the heavens and the earth, and all the ministers went boom, like, oh wow, we're like, yes, yes, finally, it makes sense to us, you know, and he took us back to say, this is the Hebrew word for beginning, and this is why it means this, it means that, and you know, so many things that he has taught me, yes, Houston, Dallas, we will come to you soon so much that he has taught me in, in in those study sessions and i don't think it is right for me to keep this manner of learning from anybody um I, and i call it a way of learning because when we when we take the bible you know we go from the old testament and we bounce back to the new testament and we come back to the old testament and many things that just because of culture I wouldn't understand in the Bible and he's like, no, what this means in the cultural context, this is what fathers used to do, this is what it meant. When God said build an ark, you know, this is what this meant, the window means this, the doors mean this, you know, everything. So it's always such an enjoyable time, like scriptures come alive to me and I'm like, whoa, why did I not see this, why did I not think, I couldn't have thought about it because it's not my culture. I don't. There are many things I will never understand in the Old Testament, you know. So I am inviting those that can get in the room. So Pastor Stephanie is going to put the links. So he will be around from Thursday and then Friday. I think there's a singles thing going on for for people who are single. I thought, why don't you come study the word and see what God says about marriages? Um, I think Saturday there is a parents parents um, conference in the morning. Um, I'm not sure what time I know Ecclesia Hills is having a Bible study session with him um, I know in the evening I think there's something for men also um, in the evening and then I know I have a session with just my friends so that one is closed so that's what my inner circle my friends my home girls. <laughs> we will have a session with Rabbi Alan where we'll just like Ask all the questions and say all the things and have dinner and eat food. So, if you are here, you know you are one of my people. Please let's plan this thing well, you know. And then I know we're having a a session. I think he is teaching at one of the churches. I I can't remember the name of the church. He's teaching there on a Sunday. um, And then he is teaching at White Harvest, you know, which is a fellowship for people in. the media space, actors, actresses, script writers, and all of that. I know he's having a session, okay, Ecclesia Hills, I hear 7 a.m. I know he's having a session with the writers and all of that on Sunday evening, I think, Um, White Harvest people. Um, On Monday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we are running a a school called the School of Moriah. So yes, he's at Unity Hill Chapel on Sunday morning. Oh, look, imagine going from here, access into this teaching series. Can you see how excited I am? I just feel like, what have I done to deserve September? Lord, what have I done? Like it is explosive. Where are we going to be at the end of September? I can't even imagine. You know, our lives just like boom. So um, yes. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're having uh, School of Moriah which is really, really for people who are in ministry or you are a teacher of the word, or you know, God has called you, God has ordained you um, and you know, um, God has called you and ordained you. So Saturday morning, 7 a.m., I think Ecclesia Hills and then 10 a.m. is the parents conference. So if you're a parent and you want to learn sacred parenting, So join on Saturday morning. So when the links are sent, register for the sacred parenting conference. Um, There's so much you wanna learn about how God says we should parent. Um, um, Moving on, moving on. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, come learn how to teach, how the teachers should teach. You understand? So School of Moriah is about equipping you to learn how to teach. So when people say to me, wow, PI, your revelation of the word, the way you teach, I have a teacher. I have someone who forces me to see scriptures. So there's no pride in this, you understand? So we, I sit with Rabbi Alan every other week and we sit with the word. And then he asks me questions as if I'm a child. Do you understand? And he's like, huh, what do you think about that scripture? And I'm like, well, I feel like David is like, hmm. But, but why by the brook? I'm like, well, I, maybe he was just walking. He's like, no, go back. What is the word for brook? Where does it come from? Where was it first mentioned? You know, how is it associated with the changing seasons? How is it this? And all of that foundation, my mind is like, whoa. So when I sit in front of you and I can take the word sha, and I can teach on shah as an open gate for one hour, you need to understand that it's coming from somewhere. So people say oh you are gifted but there is no gift that is anything when it is not properly stewarded you understand so the bible says fan to flame the gift of god within you so me going through how learning how to teach is actually a way I fan to flame my gift so many of you don't subject your gifts to training So this is training I'm inviting you to. So if you know you're one of those people, once they put up all the links on the prayer ring group, remember just 25 people are accepted in the room. So quickly sign up, even for the Zoom links, we'll send it to the people that sign up. So you, you, you need to just sign up quickly if you want to be in the room. And if you know you can't make any of the meetings, please do not sign up so that you are not taking up the space that somebody else is supposed to have, okay? Yeah, thank you, thank you. Is it Panky? I hope I pronounced it right. Mongos, Monsi. Mohon-si. What Mohon-si. nation are you from? Botswana. Okay. Um, sorry, what nation? You're from Botswana. Yes. Oh, okay. I so good from Botswana. But- I don't know how my media guy knows you're from Botswana, but you know, I just I believe you're from Botswana, so i uh, thank you for saying thank you for blessing me. Thank you. Another way you can bless me is give towards his coming because you know, tickets are crazy. You know, pay for tickets to come it's in millions. I will pay for his accommodation. You know, even though somebody took care of practically like 50% of his accommodation, I don't think she wants her name to be mentioned, but God bless you, you know yourself. God bless you. I love you desperately. You are like an amazing young lady. Thank you. So. Um, you, you can give to help Rabbi Allen's time in Nigeria. But we're going to have to send him up with a great honorarium. He's going to be teaching for days. So, you know, we want to bless the old man. He's, I'm sure he will laugh if he hears me call him old man, but yeah, he's 71. He's old, even though he refuses to agree. Um, so, yeah, just ask Pastor Stephanie or any of the prayer ring groups um, how you can give towards helping his trip. You may be in the US, we have a US account. I think we have an account in the UK, um, you know, Nigeria, however, you want to. So um, make sure you give some of you have experienced his son, Rabbi Noah, who came some years ago, but this is his father that is coming this time. So, you know, strengthen us to um have Rabbi Alan around. Make it easy for me to keep blessing you. Make it easy because this is all I want to do, just send you spiritual resources and make you grow in the spirit. All right, so. Uh, we made a detour yesterday, I would talk and we talked about Sha. And so today, I want to add how to recover gates, um, how to possess Asian gates, and then we will go back to our eight spiritual components and continue from sacrifices. Can we move on? Are we all together? Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Um, so we know that gates. Are we ready this morning? Thank you, favor Thank you, Evelyn. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Great as as tall. I really want to know where you're from. Can you guys just type what nation you're from? Like, cause I just feel like there are people from everywhere. And if you're here, you're from Uganda. I'm gonna see you soon. I see Botswana. Uh, I think that's South Africa, Nigeria, France. Uh, my eyes in Nigeria, USA. Uh, yeah, South Africa. Yeah, Botswana, Senegal, what flag is that? I see one flag that I don't know. Um, Uganda, United Kingdom, Jamaica, hey my people, Missouri, USA, Los Angeles, California, Switzerland, who is from Switzerland? I was with you some years ago. We had the Geneva's Day of his part, Geneva's Day of his power pa- is Switzerland, right? Yeah. Canada. Texas, Humble, Texas. Yeah, I came to Humble. <laughs> Spiritual woman, she says I'm from Zion. Hallelujah. We know you're from Zion. Please bear with our mortality and just tell us where you are from on this side of eternity. Hallelujah. Um, Austin, Texas. Um, Zimbabwe. Hey, Zimbabwe. Angista, so you're from Zimbabwe. Great. Democratic Republic of Congo. God bless you guys. Love you, love you all so much. Love you, love you so much. Uganda in the US, that means you have to come to Uganda when I'm in Uganda in November, hallelujah. Kenya, Kenya, you know I love you. My, my heart, a part of my heart is in Kenya. I love everywhere, but you see Kenya, I have a covenant with that nation. God bless you guys. Um, Spring, Texas, Ontario, Canada, ooh, Canada. Someone told me that I'm going to be in Canada for Mount of Deborah next year, June. So I said, amen, hallelujah. I am hearing that I'm coming to Canada in June. So amen to that. I will see you in Canada, Rwanda. Hey, Kenya, Rwanda, Uganda, Nigeria. Is that where you're from, Linda? All of these places together? You are powerful. Amen. hey, uh, Amen. Cy- Cypress, Texas. Okay, okay, all right, guys. Thank you for answering me this early morning. Ghana, Ghana is my second home. Lesotho, I went to school in Ghana. Actually, went to school in Ghana. New York is waiting for me. I agree. Yeah, chica had asked me to come to New York, but you know, I also exhausted. I came back to Nigeria. Um, oh, South America. That's where you're from, Danielle. Uh huh. I was hearing something in that's your declaration yesterday, the way it was coming, you know. We're gonna see you soon in South America by God's grace. All right, thank you guys so much. Um, so Uganda, we are in Uganda on the 4th of November. Uh, so Uganda, get ready, get ready Trinidad and Tobago. Love you, Pamela, welcome. Um, get ready, Uganda. And um, we know that the Lord is visiting your nation mightily come back to Botswana very soon, very soon. God, Botswana, you know, your gates, we are coming for your gates, <laughs> you cannot be shot to us again. So, yeah. Um, all right, guys. So we'll see you in Uganda soon for the Mount of Deborah. And yeah, if you want to be part of what the Lord is doing with the Mount of Deborah, you know, and you want to be part of the team, just make sure that you, I don't even know where you should join, but maybe somebody from MOD just want to put up a link right now for a Uganda team and put it up. Um, And um, yeah, and for those of you listening to me, if you feel like the Lord is calling you to do um, this work in Africa or wherever and you want to be part of it, you know, just um you know join the link and you know cpi how can i be part of it and you know there's so much you learn when we're going into nations you know people want to like opi oh, come and teach me and i'm like just follow me you know um it, it's two different things uh to to have sessions with you but it's another thing when you follow when you follow you get to learn things that are not on the curriculum when you follow you get to be in the moment and experience the burden and to see the circumnavigation of the spirit of God when an apostolic mission is ongoing. That is the most blessed thing that can happen to you. Um, I don't claim to be the residue or the reservoir of all knowledge, but I know what I know. And I do know that God is raising an apostolic generation. And the best way to understand is to be there. So I pray that God, gives you the release and the capacity to follow all right so um ancient gates so we know that the gates set the boundaries between territories and are usually an indication of possession of space so therefore a gatekeeper is a person that maintains boundaries and territories and we know that gates serves serve as entry points um therefore gatekeepers you know manage entry points um gates are also defense mechanisms to keep things in or to keep things out therefore a gatekeeper maintains law and order keeping things or keeping out things out or keeping things in um so yesterday i asked you that do you realize you are a gatekeeper do you know that you are ordained by god to be a gatekeeper over your nation and a gatekeeper over your land and a gatekeeper over your family. I don't know why the spirit of God has been bringing a vision I had or an encounter I had um, about four years ago. No, no, I lied, not four years, it was actually 2015. So that's, um, how many years ago is 2015 now? Eight years, yeah. A a, a dream I had about eight years ago, which was an encounter. Uh, I don't know why the Lord keeps bringing it to my mind he's been doing that since yesterday and asking me to share it um so i'm just gonna go ahead and share it because it is interfering with my ability to teach um so about eight years ago i had this dream i was trying to i was in a season of transition and i was um i had just left where i was pastoring and i was trying to decide what to do with my life and so i said to myself you know i just need to get away from here i need to get away from everywhere you know those things we say but we don't have power now <laughs> I don't run. I tell myself, we're well, gonna see the end of this matter. Anything that intimidates me, I am there. I saw a video yesterday in Benin City where a goat was sent into a lion's den for, for the lion to eat. Believe ye me, this lion, the goat started chasing the lion. The lion was running. Kitty kitty kata kata. The goat chased the lion into a hole. I said, in my life, I've never seen something like that. Where goats, the Poshu lion? Have you seen it in your lifetime? So they were shouting, only in Benin City, oh! only Benin, that goat, the Poshu lion, only Benin. So for people who know Benin City, you understand why that's significant. Because they will want to say now that that goat is a, is a witch or a wizard. They want to say that goat will be a human being. But there's a whole sermon there about how the pray becomes the predator and how you need to recognize that you have horns on your head and he has highly lifted up your horns and ordained you for warfare and so it doesn't matter who looks the strongest or who looks the greatest chase it down fight wow in the spirit in my dreams i am so troublesome like if you just talk to me anyhow in my dream the way i attack i fight even creatures that are bigger than me, I'm like, let us take, we will take it down. In the name of Jesus, I'll be running into dark places in my dream. Who sent me? I'm sure God will just be like, you people, please go and help her. Help her. She has started going again. She don't find trouble. Do you understand? So you have to understand that sometimes God wants you to be like that goat. You know, they throw you in a lion's den for the lion to eat you as food, turn and face it. The manner in which we face the lion, the lion will begin to ask, is this a goat or is this a light goat or a lion, you know, fellow lion, another species of wild cats. I beg you in Jesus' name. So here am, am I in this season and I'm trying to run away from Nigeria because I feel like I've lost everything. I feel like my friends, my days, my name, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to go through this transition. And I said, okay, let me go take a course you know do a six-month course or something and i was like where would i want to go study for six months and of course you guys know i love dubai so i start to research dubai and i'm like oh yeah what can i go do in dubai for six months i'm looking at different programs i'm looking at different um things i can possibly do and so after researching i think i found you know um one of the things that i would love to do and i slept so I go to bed and I have a dream and I know when I have a dream of the Lord and a, and, and a prophetic dream. I In this dream, I'm in Dubai and I'm here with my entire family, not my husband and kids, but my um, brother, sisters, mother, everybody. It's like we took all the children and all the families and we went on this huge vacation and we're all there. and We go to this park and while we are in the park, Uh, moving around we see a bridge you know these bridges that they make with um just wood and like a rope you know holding on on the sides and you know they are like don't walk don't use this bridge everybody use this um way this path to get to the other side. So they give us the direction, and in the dream, I'm like, ah, what if I walk on this bridge? It's shorter. Why do I have to go all the way? And my sister is like, see is he come here. You know, they hear what? Let's pass here. This is the way. And I was like, no, I want to take the bridge. So I, there's a there's a military man on the other side, dressed in his military attire, and he's saying, no, 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 don't 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 climb this bridge. No, you know. So of course, I didn't listen. I I got on the bridge and I'm I'm walking on the bridge. And while I'm walking on the bridge, the thing begins to snap. So I look behind me, I can't go back. I, I look in front of me and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And then the bridge snaps and I hold on to the bridge and it's falling and it's going all the way down. And as it's going down, I keep thinking to myself, why am I not yet hitting the floor? It's going down, it's so deep, we keep going. So we go past where, you know, i stopped seeing the sun i stopped seeing any ray of light and we're still falling and going all the way down and then finally boom i hit the ground and at this point everywhere is completely dark and i realize i'm in the foundations of dubai and i'm in the foundation and i'm looking and it is scary there's this air feeling and the whole place is creepy and the next thing i begin to hear sounds and in that darkness, I start to see creatures coming out of the walls, and they is literally like they were part of the wall. Of the, it's like a cave. This time it looks like a cave underneath the ground, the foundations, and they start to come out and they start to push out of it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, so there is no way to go behind. The only way is the end of the tunnel in front of me. And they are coming out of the wall. So I have to run through them. And then I remember the scripture that David said, oh my God, I can run through a troop. Oh my God, I leap over a wall. So I start to run through them. And they are jumping out. They are jumping at me, you know. And I am running. I'm saying, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And they are throwing, as they are jumping out of the wall, they are throwing spears. So imagine I'm running, I'm running towards them. They are coming at me but yet they're not able to touch me so they're throwing spears and i'm screaming jesus 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 you know and for some reason i then turn my back and i start to run backwards because i felt i don't want to look at them coming out of the walls but then there are some that have already come out so i want to see them so i start to run backwards as i'm running backwards i hit something i knew that by my calculation i should not have gotten to the end of the tunnel so i'm like what am i hitting and i hit and then I turn around, I see this really, really, really huge angel, and he's standing behind me. He's glowing, and his head goes all the way up. And then he stands like this. As long as he stood, nothing. The ones that were are, are behind him, they couldn't come out of the walls anymore. The ones that had already come out could not even move any further. And then he says to me, "Issy, pass under my arm." And then I quickly okay, pass on. I'm like. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and he just stood there like a wall, and they could not come any further. And then I run under his arm. I run, I run out, I climb, I climb to the dust. And oh no, see, Maurice La, you know nothing about my dreams, honestly. Like my dreams are series, movies, part one, part two, episode four, episode 59. It's like a Chinese, you know, it's like one of the Asian. Um, series that you watch on Netflix. Believe me. Um, I, I, anyway, so um, I, I climb out and um, I come out on top finally. And I say to my family, "We have to go. We have to go." And they're like, "You see, why well, we we'll just go here? Look at all the things to do." I say, "No, we have to leave. It's a beautiful city built on demonic foundations. It's a beautiful city built on demonic foundations. It's a beautiful city built on demonic foundations." And I woke up as soon as I woke up of course I understood what God was saying to me I wasn't going to leave there <laughs> no matter how much I wanted to or no matter where I wanted to run to I wasn't going to live there but I believe what the Spirit of God is making me share this and Moisola may it be yours in Jesus name but it's a burden that comes with every gate that is open to you it's the burden of responsibility to steward it to dig deep into what you are shown and to learn what to communicate and how to communicate it to people, um, and so I, I realized that God was saying I couldn't leave there, you know. But what most is most important is I think for the sake of this dream um, is that the Lord showed me a gatekeeper, and I believe that the angel that appeared to me is a gatekeeper over the land of Dubai, because even demonic or satanic territories um, also have um godly gatekeepers over it because god is the god of um god is the god of all the earth and all the territories of the world you know so he owns all the nations of the world every single one of them belong to god you know so even that's why he causes the rain to fall on the good and the evil so that even if um a land you know, is consecrated or dedicated to, a, to an idol or to a false god, God still has authority over there as the god of the whole earth. You understand what I'm talking about? He still has territory. He still has authority. So God still has gatekeepers, angelic gatekeepers. He still has um, um, angels that he positions in those nations and those territories. Now, so I believe that the Lord was showing me the gatekeeper to speak to somebody here. Um, that may be in a situation where you're saying to yourself, you know what, how do I maneuver this, how, do- you can stop, you can stop, how do I do this, you can stop, you know, how do I do this, how do I maneuver this, you know, I feel like the Spirit of God may be speaking to you to say, listen, I have gatekeepers everywhere you know and gatekeepers are responsible for watching over the territories and for defending even the people of god and the council and the agenda of god and so it could take only a gatekeeper in the spirit realm to deliver me from a foundational onslaught it could take only a gatekeeper to say "You see, go this way and to stop you know the, the 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 principalities that in the foundation of the land now mind you nobody sent me there It was me that took my leg there, a hair. So, but the Lord delivered me. You know, this is how people sleep and don't wake up. You will just hear, and she just slept, and from there, you know they didn't wake up because sometimes an arrow a spear a dagger a dart hits them in the spirit realm and their spirit is not able to navigate back to their bodies and so from there they just enter into eternity you know so um, but god delivers us not just in the physical but in the spirit also and god sends us angels and gatekeepers to watch over us and to keep us it was a time like this i went to the united states one one year and we stayed in one hotel and somehow that night was the first time i think and only time to the glory of god that i have visited hell before and i literally found myself in hell in the lake of fire you know well not lake of fire in hell the place of torment and i remember being dragged away and the place they had said they should go lock me in you know it was like a stake burning with fire but had like uh, i don't know like claws or something that would enter it into your body while you are being consumed in the fire, and I remember screaming as an alphabet, I was away, I was scream I'm sure so Jesus knows that my my voice when it when it come for me, and then I will repeat again and again and again a particular set of tongues which I still remember clearly it's not even tongues that I speak, it's not tongues that I speak um. I, it's not my tongues, but in the dream I was seeing this particular set of tongues and I will repeat it and I will scream Jesus, I will repeat it and I will scream Jesus, I will repeat it and I will scream Jesus, you know, while my eyes was fixed on Satan and I was looking him straight in the eye, but I was screaming and then I remember waking up when I woke up, I was, um, yes, chica, and I, as when I woke up, um, I was sweating and I was throwing up and I was using the bathroom. It was as if my entire system was discombobulated, you know, and there's some encounters you have. You come out of it, you know, nice. You get up and you even pick up, you know, rice griffes and you eat. But there are some encounters that you know that your spirit was moved. And so by the time you get back into your body, you are struggling. Your entire system is looking for balance again, you know. So I ended up in the bathroom, you know, everything, and I'm like, Jesus! And I said to my husband, I went to hell." And you know, my husband is so calm. Like when I when one of the, all these things are happening to me, he's just like, hmm. Mm. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And he goes back to bed because I'm sure by now he's just like, you know what? I've seen it all. I have seen it all. My husband has seen it all. Sometimes I jump up from my bed hey, animal, Jesus, and I'm running to the living room. He's like, where do they go? Where are you going to come back? And he's just there coming on the bed. Where are you going to? I am back like, homie, he's like, like, so he has seen it all. I wake up. I went to heaven. I went to heaven. Welcome back. Lie down. I went to hell. Praise God, you are here. Lie down. Do you understand? So he has seen it all. You know. So this was another occasion, but I know that this one really moved in. Because I was like, all right, hell, they're dragging me. They were dragging me. They said they should go lock me up in a stick. It's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Try to sleep. Try to sleep. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, but God has got gatekeepers everywhere. The Bible says that for this reason, it is written that he who descended also ascended on high, that he may feel all things. You need to understand that he's not just the God of the earth. He's the God even in hell. He's the God in everything. That's why I say we have an extraterrestrial intergalactic anointing and ordination from God. So our ordination does not end here on earth. Any realm you find yourself, any realm they put you, even if they said this one, let us summon our spirit to Pluto. Even in Pluto, he is God. He says he entered into the heavens of heavens that he may feel all pain. And he uses mark, blood to mark every realm. He marked every door in every realm, in every space, in every galaxy, anywhere his blood is marked. You know when the, you used to write then in secondary school, E.C. was here. You put your nickname, k was here. That's how Jesus has marked his name in every realm of existence. So that anywhere you find yourself, the blood of Jesus is a gatekeeper. And he will save you and he will deliver you. Wherever your name is summoned, I am sorry for the people that summoned me. Do you understand? Because that's where their meeting and their club will end. Because that day we must fight, we can't live there without fighting, you understand, so um, you need to understand the power that you have. I I, I just feel like the Lord wanted me to share that vision with somebody real quickly as an encouragement and as a reminder of who you are and what you possess in the realm of the spirit. Um, So. Prophetically, gates speak about represent authority, rulership, dominion, power. You know, so we have different kinds of gates over different kinds of regions gates over nations, gates over systems, gates over spheres, gates over time, gates over dispensation. You know, so when we get to the gates of time, I'll teach you about Kairos, Kronos, you know, the different kinds of gates. We have gates over um, operations, you know, um gates over gifts and skills and all of that. Um, we have gates over ourselves, our personality. Remember when we talk about possessing economic gates, I will teach you about gates over self, possessing your personal gates. Um now, so there are ancient gates that are that are that are there, you know, and this was one of the gates that Jacob encountered in Genesis. 28 he encountered one of the ancient gates that were opened by his father Abraham you know um and he encountered that gate and the name of the place where he encountered the gate was actually called Luz Lose, Laws, but after then it was called Bethel because he said this is the house of God and the gate of heaven so even when you open up a gate in the spirit realm by reason of your altar, sacrifices, prayer, it can literally change the name of a location. So the the, 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 where the moment Abraham, Jacob encountered it, Jacob said, this is the house of God and the gate of heaven. And so the place was previously called Lord's, but it received a new identity in the spirit realm and in the physical by reason of Jacob's intentional action of naming the place according to the encounter of God and according to the presence of God. So the ancient gates, we are are usually called to recover, are usually along the path of our lives. So you may hear gates, 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 What she talking about? But the truth is, it's usually along the path of your life. So um, as you go, as you grow, as you engage, as you travel, as you meet people, there are different access points that God has preordained. So Jacob didn't go saying, "Mm." I'm searching for all the gates of my grandfather. No, he was on a journey and on the journey, he encountered the gate. So you need to recognize that as you wake up now and as you are going to work, as you're going to school, as you're going to your business, whatever it is you are doing, even if you're a housewife, even if you are are a houseman, a house husband, whatever your your role is in life, in the paths you have chosen, there are certain gates that God has called you to master. So you may be um someone who is homeschooling your kids and god has called you to possess the gates of education and possess the gates of training and raising children so along the path of your life you have to recognize that there are certain access ways in the realm of the spirit that you are called to possess now many times we are sitting under the influence of asian gates that simply require a reactivation and we don't know it. So as long as we don't, we will remain in the religious space of being encounter junkies as opposed to being the encounter in itself. So we, many people spend their lives chasing, oh, what's the next big encounter? You know, you are going for people's meetings, you're going for all of that is great. So we have a lot of, you know, encounter spooky spiritual junkies who do not realize that they themselves are the key. Jesus said, I will build my church the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys for the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever things you bound on earth will be bound in heaven. Loose on earth will be loosened in heaven. So God has given you keys. So where does he hide the keys? In your spirit. He says he has placed eternity in the hearts of men, yet they cannot comprehend it. So in the spirit of every man are multiple keys to open multiple doors in the realm of the spirit you just have to know that god has placed this on the inside of you and so the gate of abraham was opened by an altar and so if you recover ancient gates you must learn to build altars so the gates of heaven is the house of god and remember if we are indeed the temples of the living god then we must be the entryways to the realities of heaven it says that we are the gates of heaven is the house of god Jacob says, This is the house of God at the gates of heaven. And Jesus said that we have become the temples of God. So he no longer seeks for temples made by hand, but he's looking for a broken and a contract heart, the spirit of men. So we are now the house of God. Therefore, every one of us on this call that is born again, that is a temple of God, is the gateway to heaven. So you are the revelation of the realities of heaven. You really, really stand here on earth but you are in heavenly places. This is why it should be easy for any believer to pull down heaven because you are the house of God. You are the gates of heaven. That means every time that a believer shuts itself, it shuts a people from heaven. Every time that a believer does not maximize the grace and the glory of God that is within him, he is shutting out the people from experiencing heaven. Now, Genesis 11, verse 4 to 5, they said, Come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower, whose top we reach into heaven, and let us make for ourselves a name. Otherwise, we will be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. Now, you need to understand what was going on here. These guys were trying to actually replicate something that, So Satan was trying to build something that he knew existed in the spirit realm. Remember, um, there were many things that Adam and Eve did not understand that God was doing when God made them. But the enemy understood, Satan understood, because Satan is a being that was called Lucifer. And Lucifer had been in Eden, the garden of the Lord, before man was created. So Eden did not begin with Adam and Eve. The garden, the concept of garden did not begin with Adam and Eve. And I believe that, one month, I will do an entire teaching of the garden and what garden means. You know, and just to give you a little tip of the iceberg, actually, the the word for garden, the Hebrew word, actually, literally means bride. Part of what it means, so figuratively means bride. So when it says he planted the garden in the east of Eden, he planted the bride in the east of pleasure. You know, so. a whole story there and why Jesus comes for his bride because fellowship was always within the garden within the bride of Christ and that's why a man has to understand what it means to fellowship with his bride it is a spiritual concept to cultivate your bride the way that a gardener cultivates his garden because the garden is God's planting he planted a garden so the same way that the Lord nurtures the garden that is how the man nurtures his wife because it is within the garden that God can fellowship with the spirit of man and it is within the garden that the man has nurtured the husband that is where he can find true fellowship that satisfies him as a man story for another day and for marriage, but um, you begin to see that this um, the Lucifer understood what the Lord was doing when he created man and he understood the concept of Eden and he understood how Eden is a connecting point between um, the, the power of God's divinity and any realm where Eden is established. So when God then planted man, planted a garden, he looked at the garden and then he planted man in the garden. He understood that what God was doing was erecting a tower through which the Lord Elohim will enter the earth consistently and so what Satan was doing in Genesis 11 verse 4 to 5, by inspiring humanity to erect a tower that will connect heaven and earth, he was trying to open a gateway for himself because he knew that it is impossible for him to be able to pull down the powers he has as a principality in the second heavens or as a ruler and to open the gate for his principalities, he knew that it would be impossible to do so if the new custodians of the earth do not erect an altar that goes from earth to heaven. I hope you are still with me this morning. And so what were they trying to do? They were trying to open ancient gateways. They were trying to open doors to allow demonic entities to enter the earth. And that's why you have to be careful today and to be able to recognize when satanic doorways are being opened in the spirit realm. Satanic doorways are not usually opened with intangible things only. Many times, there are also tangible structures that serve as a physical representation of a gate that is being opened in the spirit realm. So you see some kind of structures that are set up, some businesses, um, some buildings, some all, uh, monuments that are erected in certain key places, they are actually physical representations of spiritual gates that have been opened in that location. So here they were. So when God raises you up as a builder, you have to recognize that even the structures you erect, whether they be societal, social, mental, psychological, business, government, whatever structures, physical, they are representations and they are representations of the gates that you are opening as a son of the living God. Now, um, so here um, are these people trying to, Open up this gate because Satan knows how they work, and we know that you see then in in Genesis twenty eight where there is a gate, an altar that was an opening for a gateway for God to go, the angelic to go from the earth back to heaven, from the heaven back to the earth. And then we recognize that Jesus began to say, when he came, he says, I am the ladder. He says, upon the son of man. No, he didn't say he's the ladder. He says, you shall see angels ascending and descending upon the son of man. What was Jesus explaining? Jesus was explaining Jacob's ladder in Genesis 28. And so we begin to realize that what Jacob saw was not just a ladder. What he saw was Jesus Christ who is the infrastructure upon which there is an ascending and a descending from earth to heaven. Now, what was Satan trying to do many chapters before that was to create a false um, or a perverted representation of a technology that should belong to the kingdom of God. So he's always trying to go ahead to raise for himself um, something that should belong to God, to raise it um as satan so that he may pervert god's own will so you then see why he did what he did when um the, the the sons of god which is the fallen angels came and slept with the daughters of men so that they may produce hybrids on the earth so that the bloodline of humanity is corrupted and there will be no human that is now a mixture of god and man that can crush the head of the serpent So the moment he heard in Genesis 3 that the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent, he knew that what was going to happen was that a child will come that was a product of only the woman. He didn't say God did not say the seed of the woman and the man. He says the seed of the woman. So he knew that there was a seed that was coming that will have only in its human components was going to be the DNA of woman. And then that means for the seed to be produced, it was also going to have the DNA of God. So he saw it as soon as God said it, why? Because he's an ancient spirit. When God speaks, he understands what God is saying. So he doesn't argue. So as soon as he said it, he understood that God was going to impregnate a woman and she was going to give birth to a seed and that seed will be able to strike his head, crush his head, destroy the entire infrastructure of the kingdom of darkness. So as he saw that, he began to put his plan in place to corrupt the bloodline of humanity so that there will not be a woman who has only human DNA in her. And as long as it's not human DNA only, she would not be able to mix with God and produce the seed that can crush him. So he was trying to infuse his own fallen nature into humanity quickly so that there will never be a woman that can produce any seed that can wrestle against him that was that would have now been in her as a DNA. So um, you then understand why the flood needed to happen and God needed to wipe away that generation of people and preserved only noah so when it says noah was a righteous man it wasn't just in the acts of noah it was also he was right in terms of his genetic line and makeup there's uh, I'm, i'm trying to preach a whole theological sermon that should take a day i'm trying to wrap it up in in 10 minutes so that we can thrust forward so you then understand that When we're talking about gates and gateways, we are not just talking about, in the name of Jesus, open up, open up. There are actually, there's an entire intelligence document that empowers a person to be able to possess a gate. And there are ancient orders and ancient standings that were released in the spirit realm that tells you how to navigate through gateways. And so you need to know these things. You need to understand the overarching agenda over territories, over generations, over places, over humanity for you to be able to maximize the power you have to open the gates that you need to open. Are we still together? So you then see that Jesus was the ladder, the connecting point between heaven and earth, the ultimate gates, the one upon whom the angels ascend and descend. And then you then understand who you are as a believer you don't understand the power that you have to open gates so how do you differentiate between a satanic gate and a gate of the kingdom a gate of the spirit how do you know when you are sitting under the influence of a satanic gate five notable features about satanic ancient gates is that number one the commission always resembles the commission to build righteous gates. What did they say in Genesis 11? It says, come, let us build for ourselves a city, a tower, whose top we reach into the heavens. Let us make for us." It sounds normal. It sounds like me telling you, come, let us start up a business. Let us start up a ministry. Wow, it's gonna be so great. Lives will be changed. Hard to be turned. Da, 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 there's an agenda. So it always looks like a righteous commission it never appears number two it never appears to be demonic when you view it from plain sight because it masquerades itself under the cloak of advancement so if you think about it it was an advancement in the society they were about to build a skyscraper they were about to build something that would better the the landscape of the lands they were about to set you know um, uh, set a standard so that from then on humanity will know they can build skyscrapers so the question is was God against skyscrapers I ask this question every time no he wasn't so God was against the intention of what was being built so you need to understand that when satan is opening a gate it never looks like a demonic thing so when people begin to say things like, oh, you know, it was just a concert, you know, they brought out like a bowl and, you know, people were dancing around it. Oh, my gosh, it was so beautiful. I mean, and then the Christians are saying, yeah, Baal, Baal is being restored. A gate is being opened. And they're like, oh, please, are you poor? overdo this thing? It was just a show. It was just a concert. It didn't mean anything. Please don't be unwise. Don't be unwise. Remember what I told you guys, that if anybody, people of our generation, if they have seen God when God was building humans, they would have said, oh, it's just art because he formed this thing out of clay. He gave this thing features, all beautiful art. But whenever a God is performing an art, it is because it's going to fill the art with its spirit and its breath. And the art will be a living, breathing representation of that God. So there is nothing like just art. Every art bears the spirit of its artist. Now, so you then have to understand that satanic gates do not look like anything bad. It also masquerades itself as advancement. So it is you that needs to have the revelation and the understanding of what is being erected and the door that satan is trying to open. So when I was speaking about Beyonce's album, I'm sure some of you that said, ah, uh-uh, ah, you know, what was the album called?" Safe? Because it's said the album is all about Africa. It's all about this one. Go and sit down and listen to it well. So somebody wakes up and takes all the voices that are rising up out of Africa and joins them to her altar. And they begin to sing about gods and demonic spirits that evangelists have crushed in the place of prayer. Can you not tell? That a gate is being opened over our continent what they are trying to do is to open up things that were dead voices that had been shot in the spirit realm trying to wake them up why because it is time for africa to take its prophetic place in the agenda of the heavens and they are trying to disqualify Africa because adversary stands at a gate. What is adversary accusation? So that Africa will be accused and will be said, but they worship other gods. You cannot give them authority. You cannot give them the right because they are declaring through a sound that this is their gods. Understand what I'm saying? Because sound is the preceding army that goes before the invasion of any kingdom so when sound is released sound is the declaration of the people over the land what they believe who their god is and what they trust in so the sound is a spiritual declaration of trust so now they are trying to disqualify africa by saying listen to what their declaration is so books are being written literatures are being written about gods and demonic spirits that are supposed to be defeated under the rule of the gospel do not be unwise It also sounds like advancement. Now, the third thing you should realize about satanic Asian gates yes, trauma, we should have a counter attack. You know, heaven should always have a counter attack. And it's not just Deuce and Victoria Renzi. Listen, sometimes in the kingdom, we take that's another thing. We take popularity to mean that, oh, this is God's hand. You know, when Elijah was saying, God, I'm the only prophet, I'm the one you have raised. And God says, I have 7,000 others that have not bowed their knees. For everyone, Victoria, you see, I want you to know there are 7,000 others that are releasing a sound for everyone doing it. So God picks a person amongst men as a representation of what he's doing in the spirit. So all of these people are great so when people say Man, i may you are just going to nations listen i am a representation of all of you of your commission to the nations so i don't count myself to be anything or doing anything special you understand they are just using me as pencil in the hand of god so when you see somebody standing tall in an area of the kingdom don't worship it because it is merely a message that god is sending we are all messengers. There are always 7,000 more. Why do I stand on my feet constantly? Why would I do what I'm doing and then I'll come and sit down in front of Zoom? Because I realize that any day I can be disqualified. And another person will take my place and do the assignments and do it better than me. So you need to understand how the kingdom was. So let's not be taken by, you know, there are many that God is using as a counter attack. As a counterattack, and for the people that are where they are to be where they are, I can guarantee you that the reason why God is using them is because they know this thing I'm telling you. That's why God is using them. They know that we are not the best thing that has happened to the gospel. We are representations of a move and there are many people. It takes people for it to be called a movement. So we are just representations. You understand? All right. So, um, the third thing that you need to know about um, satanic ancient gates is that these systems always break men in the process of establishing themselves. The systems always break men in the process of establishing themselves. This is how you know when a move or a, a, a gate or a structure or a thing that is erected is not of the Lord. So he says, Come, let us. Build this letter, it says they let us bake bricks now whenever I speaks about clay it's usually talking about humanity. And it was talking about the baking of men and using men, so the, the person Nimrod that was behind the project manager for this Genesis 11 he was the one that began slavery in his time. He was the one that began to take men and use men as slaves. Remember what I told you, God said we should rule over the earth. He didn't say we should rule over one another. So slavery was a system that began when the nephilims and all of these things were introduced into the earth. So it took the demonic to be introduced into humanity for humans to begin to do crazy things like taking slaves. I need you to understand. So they baked bricks, they, they they actually baked people, they actually used the strength of humanity to build that tower. That is not how God opens gates. God doesn't break people to open a gate. No, God actually builds you up. And so what you've been feeling in the past um five days, four days, where we've been going through this teaching is not the baking of brick you've not been feeling like gosh i'm finished i'm dying so even though there may be mornings where you don't want to wake up but when you wake up and you join the call what do you feel you feel a, you feel strength you feel a rush of energy you feel power you feel anointing because it's not a satanic gate what these gates do is that they break you down what these gates do is that they will tell you bring your first child bring your second son what these gates do is that they put a
1: condition of Never a
0: free gift from Satan. Never. He is not even configured by reason of his fall and rebellious nation, nature to be good. There is no good in him. The concept of tove does not exist in darkness. So it is impossible for Satan to be good to you. Impossible. So no matter the contract that it is offering, know that it will always take more from you than it will ever, ever give to you. So you then begin to understand. That when satanic gates are in play, part of the things that it do- does is that it breaks people. So you are in your marriage and you are like, ah, since I entered this marriage, I have been so broken. Please go and check for the gate that is opened. So it doesn't even matter, oh, yes, she's making money. He's making money. Wow, our children are having first class. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. But the question is, what gate is open? why is the product of you two of you together a breaking as opposed to a blessing why is the product of the coming together of two humans which should be an open door and access way to heaven causing a breaking not a blessing so you have to go back and pray and ask the lord and say god show me what is going on here exactly some people join some companies and you become a shadow of yourself but your bank account is beaming they look into the account pounds dollars euros naira but something is going on on the inside of you you have to check it then you see somebody else that is working in another place and you're thinking this place doesn't look anything like you know the kind of career that you should want to have and the person has a spring to their feet happy joyful be very careful. It is not everything that looks like beautiful and great that you should follow. You know, one thing I found out about my first son is that he naturally is active. Like my first son is activity. You tell him, Nathan, please um, give me that throw pillow. You are here. He's here. The next thing you he hear and then give you the pillow. I'm like, Nathan, you really, truly did not have to run. It was just two meters. Like you could have just stretched. But he would jump. From here, he would jump. Whim! To the chair. Grab the pillow. Jump back. Run. You know, that's his nature. And I found out that when I allow him to get subjected
1: to iPad, laptop, TV,
0: it blows out of proportion so he's then everywhere he's he it's like it's almost like he can't control himself so what i do is that i allow the sobriety of just taking in the environment taking the sun, take in your brother take in empty space and boredom allow them get bored Now you may look at me and say, come on, you know, when children, you know, let them, there are some games to play that helps their brain function. There's some, you know, enlightenment. I am not, leave it, let him become a farmer. It's okay. It's all right. I am not doing that because the Bible says train up a child in the way that he should go, raise a child according to their unique bent personalities and giftings. That is how you train a child. So a lot of us have mistrained our children by following trends. So according to the law of God, you don't train a child according to trend. You train a child according to their natural giftings, capacity and nature. So I am not interested in the things that look, um, that look like, you know, life. Everybody like, oh, there's so kinds of people ask me, do they have iPad? They don't have iPad. And it's not because I cannot buy, it's because they don't need it. You get what I'm talking about, they don't need it. So, um, and I have chosen to train my children like that. If I had my way, the next level for me is homeschooling. Pull them out of any kind of educational system. I will train them myself. In the ancient um, Jewish way, education actually began in the home. It is the parents that educate the children. And do you know the first thing the children learn? all the names of yahweh they learn all the names they are taught the names of god what the names of god means they are taught the commandments they are taught the torah so every other education they get in science agriculture or anything is now upon the foundation of the person of god so you see how many things have scattered in the order of how to raise people So that now you raise a generation that intelligence, smart, doing great in A-levels, E-levels, Q-level, and then they have no foundation. They are already depressed at 16. They are already sad at 14. What do you have to be sad about at 13 years old? Do you understand? That's to tell you it's not normal. It's demonic. It's spiritual. And it's because parents are no longer careful about gates that are opening in the lives of their children. So we think it's all about, you know, being hype and modern and trying to fit in. I don't want to fit in. I actually, I actually have no interest. Do you know what I'm saying? I have no interest when it comes to my children. I have no interest in fitting in. You know, I have no interest. I'm not interested in my children doing all the clubs in this life. Doing all, on a weekday, a child is working harder than Adam worked in the garden. What is the child working for? Do you understand what I'm talking about? The holiday comes and you throw the children into another boot camp, another school. They don't even know what Sabbath looks like. They don't understand the concept of rest. Rest is part of the holy and sacred act of God's, Jehovah Elohim El Shaddai. Adonai, on the seventh day he rested, and so it is not because he was tired. It is because rest is part of the sacred ordinations of gods you must rest so i was speaking to pastor stephanie yesterday i said this whole seven days since we started till now do you believe i've not left my front door since we started till now i am in between my study my room um kitchen just in my house i've not left my door why because you need to enter the sabbath before you can enter the jubilee And so there must be a concept of rest that is instituted on the inside of you. So gates that do not, that take away rest is not a godly gate. It's actually a satanic gate. You remember the children of Israel, what led them into captivity? The Bible says that God allowed them to be taken into Babylon. You need to hear me. It was not just their sin. Go and read the scripture. The Bible says, it says, for it pleased the Lord. When they were away in Babylon, because the land could rest. It says, because for 70 years, the children of Israel, not for 70 years, they had not, allowed, they, for 470 years, they had not observed the Sabbath. I need you to hear me. They had not observed the Sabbath for 470 years. So, what the children of Israel had been doing, because the land, every seven years, the land is meant to rest. So, every seven years will come they will not take the 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 rest that god allocated for the land they will keep plowing they will keep farming they will keep plowing they will keep farming so after a while god said it's okay you will go into captivity for 70 years because if you divide 470 by 7 is 70. so for every seventh year that they should have given to the lord that they did not give god took it away from them in the form of captivity so, the reason why some people are in certain activity is actually because they refuse to honor Sabbath. They refuse to honor the rest that the Lord has allocated for them. So, there are some things that happen to your body because you are not sleeping, not because you have been attacked by hell. So, people say to me, pia you're always moving. I said, people don't know me. I relax more than anybody else in this world. I relax. And so when I'm training my leaders, part of the things I tell them is don't be a leader that is taken by the need to do everything yourself. Give people responsibilities because you have to get to a point where you can be like God. You establish a system that is working eternally, yet you are resting. The sun, the moon, the stars, they are working. God was chilling. This is how you build effectively as a leader. You know that you have arrived at excellent building where you are not needed by the systems you created. Then you are good. Because God has been ruling since that seventh day. We are still in the seventh year. God has been ruling from then in a state of rest. So even when Jesus was on the cross, God was not panicking and jumping up and down. He was not saying, okay, now somebody please quickly bring him from down from the cross. Where is the high soap? Have they given him? Who is supposed to put spear in his side? Welcome to the soldier now. That was not what God was doing in heaven. He was there. It was so bad that Jesus said, why hast thou forsaken me? Because he could not feel good. Yes, was God happy? No, but he has finished all his works from the foundations of the earth. This is how you work now i am saying this so that you can understand satanic gates and i use that my son as an example so i know when some doors are being opened over my home because rest is taken away and then everybody is shouting and so in those times when they fill their minds with tv this or that look the brothers don't work well together You're, oh yes rest is part of the behavior of royalty absolutely You're, you learn to rest so my, my sons will be fighting children i said huh, that's it that gate has opened so somebody told you, no they must fight no, they don't it's not must it's not by force and it doesn't have to be the kind of vindictive fight so i then noticed when i shut those doors everybody calms down they enter a media fast for two weeks They'll be begging, my son will come and Judah will come and negotiate with me. Now, the negotiation keeps reducing with each week. So now, he doesn't even ask me, can we watch TV? Judah will not say, mommy, please, only 10 minutes. Okay, if you don't pick 10 minutes, do pick five. You understand? I say, yes, I understand. Don't worry, it's you that invented negotiation. so teach me, Judah. He say, mommy, can we just only, only 10 minutes? I'll say, eh, okay. So what will you watch in, those, in that 10 minutes? They'll say, okay, we, we, we know you don't want us to watch Ninjago. So we'll not watch Ninjago. We know you don't watch us. it will not call the things I don't want it to watch. You will say, Bobo Bobby, what, what can we watch now? i big boy now. I can't watch Coco Melo again. I'll say, okay, I'm coming down. So they are so used to rations. If I tell my kids, you can go to the neighbor's house for 30 minutes, 30 minutes, they are back. They are used to rations. Why? Because rations help you control your emotions. Part of what Satan always promises people is free reign to do as you please. When a God does not have constraints, the God cannot keep his territory. So constraints and rations is part of the order of God's. You get what I'm talking about? It's part of the order of God's it instills discipline, you are correct. So a God must be disciplined. So as much as God has power, did you see him go and bring down Jesus from the cross? As Jesus shouts, shout reach, did you see God interfere? Jesus went to help. God, God Constraints
1: is part of the order of the gods. So that's why the Bible speaks
0: about the woman. And it says, wives, submit to your husband. He says, the spirit of a woman that pleases the Lord. The Bible actually says it's of great price before the Lord. Hear me today. It says, a woman with a meek and a gentle spirit. He it says, it's of great price. How many things have you ever heard the Bible say is of great price before the Lord? How many? How many? So that means when you see a meek a woman not with a meek and gentle face so many people have mistaken it because i have seen people that look calm but have a stone on the inside of them so i have seen people that so when you see me just by my size you understand i have trouble by nature when i the way i i, I move the way, the way i walk around the way if i will talk himself and they'll be saying, well, we're not going to get vanilla ice cream. We're going to get strawberry. Because strawberry, the way um, you just be thinking, ah, she a gate. You know, you just be thinking that, ah, this will have power. Hey. Mm. But that's outside. It's inside we're talking about. Oh. You get what I'm saying? It says a meek and a gentle spirit is of great price before the Lord. Why? Because the woman was made by God. As an Ezra. So, by nature, she is a strategist of warfare. You need to hear me. An Ezra is the same term that is used for a war general that knows how to. That's why, if a woman wants to fight you, you are finished. That's why it took me years. After 20 years of doing ministry, that's when I finally did women's ministry. You need to understand. They prophesied this month of the battle to me. For years I refused. It took me 20 years of dreaming before I entered because I needed wisdom and understanding to manage a group of women. Experience. Because if a woman wants to fight you, hey, because it's our nature. We were created by God to have strategies for war. You get what I'm saying? So you will see a man, the man will be complaining. This man, why? The woman they are complaining about just sit there. All she's doing is shaking her leg. You see that leg she's shaking? The man's whole body is shaking. His mouth is shaking. Everything about him. Don't say, but see now, she's not saying anything. <laughs> oh, you probably don't know this woman. What did she do? I don't know if anybody's with me. So the Bible then says that a woman, when she has a meek and a gentle spirit, when she knows how to put her strength under subjection, ration her emotions, ration her passion, ration the things she can do. She knows how to bring it under. It says, This is of great price before the Lord. That's why part of the things that a woman is told to do is submit. It's not a punishment from God, it is helping the woman to ration who she is. I don't know if you get what I'm talking about this morning. Because it is part of the nature nature of God to have constraints. A God that does not have constraints will destroy his creation. So even God set a rainbow in the sky. He says, let this be a sign of my constraint that never again would I destroy the earth with water. Why did God have to do that? Because it's part of God's. So they say, look at you. You say that you are the son of God. Come down now and save yourself. Jesus answered them not. Constraint. If Jesus did not have constraint, it is Pilate who would have started with first. Defeated, beat everybody. That soldier that is trying to flog him, collect the king, flog the soldier, flog all of Israel. Then he will now set up a different government. So you need to understand the power that you carry. And the reason why you need to learn to maintain order by constraint. Now, I said that because I was speaking about the nature of the morning gates and how part of the things it takes away is um, it breaks the people and it breaks a person and it takes away control. It takes away order. Do you understand? It makes it hard for you to be able to be who God has inherently called you to be. He says, so this system breaks men in the process of establishing themselves. Now, the fourth thing about um, um, satanic gates is that at the pinnacle of it is always humans, systems, and spiritual protocols that open the way to dark powers to invade the earth. At the pinnacle of these satanic gates, whatever it looks like, However, it is built, at the top of it are people, humans, systems that are set up and spiritual protocols that open the way to dark powers to invade the earth. So you want to ask yourself this thing that I'm building and this thing that I'm involved in, or this thing that I'm a part of, or the way I'm building my home, the way I'm raising my children, the way I'm dealing with my wife, the way I am I carry my friendships. Have you seen some friendships where? They used to deal with each other, I don't know how to explain it. They are not loyal to each other. You know, I heard of war fight that two friends had recently. And the other one went to town with the other one's secrets. And I said, how bad? Is there no honor anymore in this life? Is there no honor? Let me tell you, part of your requirements of priesthood is that you're a secret keeper. Do you know my family members say to me, my sisters? They will say, see, if it was you that was behind this PA, they would never have caught him." Because the way where you say they keep secrets, and this was since I was a child. At ten years old, they will find out that maybe one of our cousins had a child at ten, and they will say, "Jesus, why are everybody in the house is shouting? Talk to you. You missing Justine am Bon? Hey, that time that we did not see her for five years. Yeah, she to give it. How could she? Yeah, Justine." Yeah. Everybody would say, Issy, you knew. I will say, and she told me she was He said, you could not tell anybody in this family. I will say, "But it's a secret. You did not have to know. So from when I was a child, they would say, "See hi, Issy. You know that, so my husband has even given up. He, he doesn't even bother asking me who is on the call or what are you talking about. He doesn't bother. I'm not part of that gang that says, ah, anything you tell me, I tell my spouse. Why should I tell my spouse everything you tell me? There's a strong line between my love and my emotions towards my husband and my loyalty to him and my office as a priest. A priest that cannot be trusted is not worthy of being called a priest. A priest that does not know how to keep, cover, preserve, your office is compromised. And so when you go and offer your incense, that's why sometimes it doesn't go anywhere because you're a compromised priest. So part of the thing is that you must be trusted you understand must always be trusted people can know that they can keep things with you come back to it sometimes i'd even forget secrets that's how much i keep it like you now say is it i'll say hey you tell me you say i told you another time I told you i killed somebody i'll say hey which year again? i forget in fact i pray
1: and i say lord help me to forget because how many i feel keep you understand
0: now, why is this very, very important is because sometimes we forget the protocols of our faith and the things that preserve our offices that determines the kind of gate we're engaging. So you ask yourself at the pinnacle of this thing that I'm building and the way I'm building it, what is invading the earth through the structure I am raising? the way you are raising your spouse, the way you are raising your workers, the way you are raising your friendships, the way you are, what is invading the earth? Is it grace? Is it glory? Is it mercy? Is it truth? Is it honor? Is it dignity? Or is it pain, strife, suffering, sickness, fear? Now, the fifth thing about satanic gates because I, I see that this one we're going to end, Fifteen fifth thing about satanic gates is that these systems always seek to unify the language of the earth in the guise of equity that takes away the freedom of all. These satanic systems or satanic gates always seek to unify the language of the earth in the guise of equity that takes away the freedom of all. Now why am I saying this? If you remember what it says, it says come, let us come together and build this tower, let us do. This. What was God's response to what they were doing? He came and he scattered their language. So he used difference in language as a strategy of war. Because as long as they could no longer communicate in unity, they could no longer have the same intention that could open a doorway to the demonic let me explain to you what i'm saying you see this whole hype of women are equal to men we are the same we are not the same simple we are
1: not and how can i be the same as a man look
0: at his chest look at mine i represent el shaddai in a whole new way tell us i say We are two different representations of the image of God. So when you say Jehovah, the man of war, you think of them. When you say the double-breasted God, you think of us. So we are different representations of the same God. So we are not the same. We were not even made to be the same. God pulled the woman out of the man for a purpose. Now, when you see a world order, that begins to say, make all one and the same. What they are trying to do is raise a counter-governmental system to the governmental system that God put in place, because it is government that preserves agenda. Hear me. The government that is put in place is what preserves the sovereign agenda of that place. So if you can change the spiritual governmental system, then you can change the agenda of the people. So when you begin to see all these movements that are coming up, be careful. Because remember what I said to you, they don't always look bad, they look like advancements. So movements to teach your children certain things. Oh, they wanna force everybody to look the same, sound the same. So when you're going to Lagos now, eh? everybody in Lagos looks like in Kardashian. Everybody. This is not one word language anymore. One word backside is what we have now. One word shape is what is existing currently. Before the God order comes, the shape will come first. The image. One word image. So you look at everybody. Everybody has the same shape. Everybody has the same size. Everybody has the same everything. So, like as I am now, I'm pressuring people because it's like, why should I just go on and try to look like us? I refuse in the name of Jesus.
1: <laughs> Pressure. Pressure. Why
0: should we all speak the same language? Diversity is part of the culture of Zion. Different in every way different in every way even God when he appeared the angel of the lost person God appears in different ways different looks now I I know that I'm touching things that we don't want to be
1: but let me tell you spiritual things eh,
0: cannot be evaluated by carnal understanding it takes spirit to descend spirit So if you will hear me with your spirit, you will know that I'm speaking the truth this morning. So we need to be careful about the language we are joining. Because the language you join determines the agenda you are under. So they want to unify. All religions are the same. It doesn't matter whether it's Christianity or Islam. And the worst part is when they are saying it, they're saying it with an accent. Have you noticed before? And they do not say, so the first thing to know is the second thing, it sounds so pa- powerful. That we invite you to shows to speak. We are not all the same. All religions are not the same. All paths do not lead to heaven. If not, why did Jesus come and die? He didn't need to bleed if you could get the same thing with Buddha. I don't know if you got know what I'm talking about. So be careful of the unifying of a language that would only puts you under an agenda that does not carry the grace and the nature of God. That's a satanic gate that is being opened. Don't be part of the people that hold up the gates in your lifetime.
1: Now, the fifth, the sixth thing is the solution
0: to dismantling such gates is the invasion of a different language, a different communication system a different kind of speaking this is why the first thing the holy spirit does is that he gives utterance that's one of the first things so when the holy spirit comes upon you one of the first thing it does to you is that he begins to make you speak differently utterance so your life speaks your attitude speaks your decision making speaks your evaluation speaks The people you decide to be with speaks. The person you decide to marry speaks. Everything, you begin to speak differently. You begin to decide differently, act differently. It's called utterance. Because God is redefining your language,
1: redefining your agenda. Praise Jesus.
0: So the steps by which you take when you want to build God's gates is that number one, you must recognize that your gates have been broken. When you see all these things I've taught you, you've looked at your life and you scanned your business, you scanned your friendships, you scanned it. Ah, you so I've been talking, you've been scanning. Ah, hey, the way to rebuild your godly holy gates. I'm saying I'm just going to run through the seven things because we have to go. Is number one, you need to recognize when your gates have been broken. Recognize. It says, except the hedge is broken, the serpent cannot bite. So when you are receiving some serpentine attacks constantly, ask yourself what has been broken. Number two, you need to be honest enough to admit that your silence, your inaction or collaboration has probably been part of the reason why the brokenness has existed for so long. You need to be honest. Your silence, your inaction or collaboration is probably part of the reason why this brokenness has existed. Many of us are inactive believers. So we are believers, but we are not active. You do not actively harass and address the lies of hell. So part of the way I am, like I said to you yesterday, my son is trying to engage my imagination and I'm trying to engage his imagination. And he says to me, so mommy, I'm ninja, I'm this. You are, you are ninja. And I'm like, eh, okay. In my mind, I'm thinking I'm not a ninja in the name of Jesus. So I was going to respond to him and God said to me, please help his imagination. Do not break his imagination. So I'm like, okay, but my whole body is shaking. Then to make it worse, he now says, so you're ninja, you have water powers. I say, eh. The Nigerian inside of me singing, mommy, what's a power, powerless power, power, powerless power. Everything inside of me was shaking. I said, can you tell me I have water powers? The thing that I thought we have broken every local kind of consecration that was put inside of our bloodline. Then you now come and tell me I have water powers. Are you joking? But once again, the law says, please do not stifle his imagination. So I bear myself. Part of the things about a God is that you have constraints. But when I could not take it anymore, I had to tell him, listen. When he now says, so mommy now you are a ninja. I say, I'm not a ninja in Jesus' name. I'm an apostle. He said, no, ninja. Apostle is not a ninja. I say, apostle is a greater kind of ninja. Just, so we, I say, we had ninja versus apostle war yesterday. Ninja, apostle, ninja, apostle, ninja, apostle. So what am I doing? He still left there saying, but I'm a ninja. It's okay. But I will not be silent. We are being trained and cultured for silence. You need to understand what I'm saying. Have you noticed when a person is doing bad or a partner, one of the first things they do is that they make you not want to talk to them. So that they have the liberty to do what they want to do. You have to learn. To not be silent because your silence can lead to the captivity of a person, a people or systems that are under your jurisdiction of law of rule. Don't be silent. Have you noticed something about God and the Holy Spirit? Didn't you just give Holy Spirit a small chance? You are just praying,, this small prayer you pray, you just be you just be talking so actually. what I've been trying to tell you all this one is that your father's father's father is this one, this one. You will write one book in your, your journal. Just give Holy Spirit a small chance he's talking. Have you looked at God? He's forever speaking. He always has a word. Once your heart opens up, you will hear God. It's like there's always a conversation going on in the spirit realm why? Because he understands that the power to life and death is in the tongue. So your silence and your inaction. What did God say in Revelation? He did not speak about Jezebel. He says, I have a problem with the tolerators of Jezebel. So you have to learn to not tolerate anything that opens a demonic gate in your life. Don't tolerate it. So, part of what Satan does is that he breaks you and tells you your words don't matter. Or you feel like you are in control when you are in silence. Well, me, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm not one of those people. I'm not a silent mentor. I'm not a silent pastor. Ask the people that know me. And that's why sometimes some people can't be, because I go talk. You cannot see somebody you love about to get into a pit and you are more concerned about them loving you that then been delivered. I always tell people, I give you five years. You will realize that this thing you hate me for today, that I put myself at risk for your liberty. I risk my being liked by you for your freedom. I have to say it. So I cannot call myself your friend. And I notice the way in which when brother Lucas entered the room, you will start rolling your hair. You'll be laughing, any nonsense is <laughs> it's funny, what's funny? So I will quickly
1: tell you, I'll say, where, uh, Juliana,
0: where I'm looking at you and Lucas, it's like, some, there's some people want to tell me, I'm PI, oh, my God, PI, you just embarrassed. I say, no,
1: tell me. Or I call you, 1am. Or I call your video call. One person, one ghost with singlet will pass you back. Who is that?
0: Where is that? Up here. No, move the camera away. Let me see. Turn it a little to the left. Can you not see brother in one corner drinking, Gary? What is he doing there? We don't have vigil tonight.
1: Do you understand what I'm saying? Then I'll tell you, come to my house. Come. Because that's how it is.
0: You, you, have, you, you have to. It is part of the proof of love. The Bible says, He that the Lord loves, he chastises. So I, I I actually have a problem with friends that cannot say PI. Or you will hear they tell you see the bad thing she did. And you cannot come and tell me, oh, PI, you know, CCCO, I, I this person is not happy because maybe you should have. Maybe you should. It's better. The Bible says the wounds of a friend can be trusted. The blows of a friend can be trusted. So, unless we don't, I don't know you're my friend, but you're my person, my God, you should find a way. I always tell people, I didn't know how to tell you, find a way. There's text, there's WhatsApp, there's email, there's Instagram DM, find a way. There's always a way to communicate. You get what I'm saying to you? So. These things are very, very, very important because when you check it, you find out your silence, your inaction, or your collaboration is probably part of the reason why the brokenness and the broken gate has existed for so long. Number three, when you, after you have recognized that the gate is broken and you've seen your collaboration in it, the third thing to do is repaint because realizing you are in error is not the same as having a new mind. perspective about it so many people feel that the day they realize that ah i was in error they think that is the same as repentance or they feel like the day they tell god oh god i'm sorry they feel i'm sorry is the same as repentance apology is not repentance please hear me to apologize is a show of remorse concerning what you have done to repaint is to literally have a completely different mindset concerning what you have done and that mindset is marked by a new set of behaviors do you get what i'm talking about so you have to repaint and then go back into scriptures and begin to check what are the steps what are the protocols for renewing of mind read the word, study, pray, um, 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 fast, Consecrate yourself again. Number four, quickly, you have to ask God to use you. Use you to um, ask God, you have to purge yourself and prepare yourself to be a vessel unto honor, fit for good, good works. This is the only way you can rebuild the gates that have been broken. Number five, Partner with the Holy Spirit in shared burdens, shared intercessions, and shared warfares in the Spirit. Number six, commit yourself in the form of consistency and perseverance to the path that the Holy Spirit sets for you. Then, number seven, you need to stand ready to evolve as the Lord leads you in seasons. These seven things are the ways in which you can now rebuild
1: the gates the reason why we are
0: sharing these things remember is because we are under war we are under attack in the realm of the spirit there is so much that the enemy is releasing against us i remember this is the first gate i taught it yesterday we are being invaded in the spirit realm And the only way we can be an occupying army is that if we go back and retrace in scriptures the values, the virtues, the ways of the spirit. As you begin to receive once again God's way, you become God's gate. As you receive once again God's order, you become God's door to the earth. So my prayer today is that the Spirit of God, once again, will open our hearts and open our minds. And then the Lord will show us how to receive all that he has taught us. I pray that God will cause mastery to come into your spirit. That you will be a person that understands the protocol of mastery. That you will master the word. That you will master law. That you will master righteousness, you will master holiness, that you will master the things that are important to God. I pray that God will teach you the protocol of quietness and confidence in God. To know how to quieten your spirit so that your lips may speak the word of the Lord. I pray that the spirit of God will do a work inside of you. That he may teach you the protocol of watchfulness so that you will know what it means to be a watchman set over your homes set over your families set over your business set over jurisdictions that you will understand how to watch in the spirit realm i pray that the spirit of god will teach you the protocol of conversion of trade so that no matter what you encounter in this life or no matter what harasses you you would understand how to lay it at the feet of jesus and receive Jesus' own will in the midst of it all. May our God be with you. May our God keep you. May our God strengthen you in the name of Jesus. You all know the song that I love by Pastor Chris
1: Delvan. And it is the song that says, how can you love when you don't know the way of the wind? how can you fly when you don't know the way of the
0: spirit how can you fly how can you fly like an eagle when you don't know the way the power of working you working everything working everything in obedience to Christ How can you walk when you don't know the way of the wind? How can you run when you don't know the way of the spirit? How can you run when you don't
1: know the way of
0: the spirit? How can you fly like an eagle? How can you fly like an eagle when you don't know the wind? The power of walking you. Working everything in obedience to christ he says tonight swallow your pride tonight come to the school of the spirit for don't you know that in his hands are the keys to eternal life it's a little there and a little there until the day will dawn He's at work in you working everything in obedience to swallow your pride swallow your pride tonight come to the school of the spirit yes for don't you know that in his hands are the keys to eternal life it's a lead to here and lead to death until the day will dawn, he's at work, work working working in you, work in everything in obedience to Christ. He's the Holy Ghost, Spirit yeah. of the Living
1: God.
0: He's a Holy Ghost, scepter of the King of Kings. He's the Holy Ghost, Spirit of the, the age to come, bringing God. everything in obedience to Christ. His name is Pastor. His name is Chris Delvan, and I can't remember the name of the song. Maybe it's I don't know. Holy Ghost, obedience to Christ. I can't remember. But you can find it on YouTube. If anyone can find it, please just put the link here. I love the words of the song. It says, how can you walk when you don't know the way of the spirit? How can you run when you don't know the way of the wind? How can you fly like an eagle when you don't know the wind, the power that is at work in you, that works everything in obedience to Christ? It then says, swallow your pride and tonight come to the school of the spirit because in his hands are the keys to eternal life. So I'm singing that song as an invitation to you to make sure you come back tonight. So swallow your pride. Tonight, come to the school of the spirit. So make sure I see you here at 7 p.m. tonight. And then remember, once they put up that link to the different sessions Rabbi Alan will teach, choose the one you can make and make the one you choose. Don't take up the space that belongs to someone else, okay? And once they put up link sign, there's space for only 25 people in each one. I don't know how many poor ecclesiastes can take, so that's different. But there's space for only 25 in the people of influence meetings. Remember 12.30pm they pray, so join the prayer at 12.30pm. Just click this link and you will hear the prayer ring community. Mando break deliver pray from 12.30 to 1. 6.30, prayer starts at 6.30. So join the prayers at 6.30 and then we begin at 7. When you join at 6.30, please pray. Do you understand? Open your mouth. And when I join the call, let me hear an army. It's for your own good. You are being strengthened. Because you are about to fly like an eagle. But God is showing you the way of the spirit. God bless you. God bless you. Um, I love you guys. Yes, play that song throughout today. Enjoy the song. In fact, Let me click the link myself. Uh Hallelujah. Uh enjoy the song throughout today let it be um what you you ride with through the day and let the holy ghost minister to you as you listen to it um it's a blessed day it's a full day it's the day of the lord and i welcome you into the season and everything that the season brings with it god bless you people of the most high god i love you very much and um and i look forward to seeing you later all right have a great day thank you
1: thank you bye thank you thank you thank you bye see you thank you
0: thank you so much god bless
1: you bye thank you pi we love you thank you bye